This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So it's a uh, time of year. There's a story of a shul that used to always start diving at 8.30. And then... On Shabbos? And then they decided, got together, guys, you know, we want to start 9 o'clock. And the Rav said, no, we always 8.30, back and forth. So one of the presidents of the shul, the congregant, comes over to the Rav, to the Rav and says, you know what? Rabbi, you like hunting, I like hunting. Let's go hunting, and we'll we'll settle this. Whoever gets the game first, great idea. They went out, and they're both there looking, and also they see this deer running by. They both take aim, they shoot, and the deer drops. And each one says, "I want, I want." So they called in a ref. Comes, and he starts analyzing the deer, and he says, "The congregant wins." So the rabbi says, "Why? I got hit it first. He says, "Yes, you hit it. You hit it in one ear." But it went out the other, and therefore you don't win. <laughs> and very often that's, that's what happens with the, with the rabbi when you speak. But the truth is, we're mamash holding right before you in Kippur, and everybody is uh, interested <clears throat> to hear, to know what to do. But sometimes when we think about tshuva, it gets very scary. It gets very scary. We start to think about this avera, which leads to the next avera, and then the next one. So it, it's a rather scary thing to deal with. So I think if we deal with it like a certain game called Othello. Othello is different than every other game. Because when you're watching someone else play a game, you always say, like, oh, who's winning, who's winning? And Othello, you can't do that. What does it mean by Othello, you can't do that? So for that, we have to learn Chassam <coughs> Seifer. Chassam Seifer quotes, reads a Pasuk in Dvarim Lamed Hey. And the Pasuk says as follows, that if we do tshuva, the Pasuk tells us, that you inherit your fathers, and you'll inherit it, and it'll be good for you, and it'll be better for you than for your fathers. Why is that? Why will it be better for us than for our fathers? Usually we think the other way around. Our ancestors were greater than us. Why are we thinking this way? The Chassam Sefer explains, from the Gemara Yuma on Pevav, Everything went off another one. I touched it though. That the, the, the Gemara in, in Pevav, you and Pevav says that we know, well, don't think if you do tshuva, meyahava, then if you do tshuva, meyira, you're scared that you're going to get punished. So your veyers get erased. You did tshuva, you're good to go. But if you're a veyers, you do tshuva, meyahava, you realize how much Hashem does for you, and you appreciate it, then your veyers turn into mitzvahs. Says Chazam Sefer, our ancestors, of course, everyone does averus, but how many averus did they do already? We, we did so many averus. He said, we're going to do tshuva mahava, for us it's going to be, it's going to be better for us than for our fathers, because all our averus will turn into mitzvahs. And that's really what a fellow is. You know, one guy can be, let's say the guy's black, everything's black, 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 and the last three or four moves, the whole board turns white. And not just for the corners, if you have the sides also, if you can do it. So really, that's really what, how we have to look at tshuva. It may be bleak, and the more we think about it, but at the end, I saw someone has a nice sign. He goes, I don't want to ruin the story, but at the end, everything turns out okay. <laughs> so, so really, at the end, it's not a, a thing, that's what it is. And the reason for that is, if you look, we all said till now, we said in Rosh Hashanah, We should be like the head and not the tail. Why do we say, We translate that means, we should, be like, we should be like the head, to the head, and not to the tail. 
What does it mean to the head and to the tail? So the Swarm explained what it means. It means we should always head towards being a Reish and not head towards being the Zanov. So all it matters really is one switch. Am I heading this way or am I heading that way? <clears throat> As I always like to say, how is it possible to have two people on a staircase and one's uh, 20 feet higher than the other one and yet you can still think the person who's lower is really on a higher level? It's very simple. I can add one word to the story. Instead of saying they're on a staircase, they're on an escalator. The guy in the top is going on a down escalator. The guy in the bottom is going on an up escalator. If you look at a picture, so the guy, he's higher up. But if you look at a video, the person who's lower is really higher because he's headed higher. And the person on the down escalator is headed down. And Kodesh Baruch Hashem doesn't look at pictures. He looks at videos. It doesn't matter where you are. It matters where you're going. And to reach such a high level, that, that's, that's, that's hard work. But to pivot and say, Hashem, I'm in. I want to do good. You know, these, this couple went to, uh, went to a therapist. And having marriage problems, they went to a therapist. They sit down. Before the therapist can say anything, they blow up at each other. They're yelling and screaming at each other. So the therapist is watching for a few minutes, you know. Gets paid by the hour, he's watching a little. Okay, but at some point, I mean, they're at each other's throats. So he bangs on the table, he says, wait, are you in or you out? Are you in or you out? So they look at each other, and here he goes, we're in. We want to work this out, we're in. So that's what the Yom Nareim are. We can do all sorts of stuff. But now it comes this time, are you in or you out? Are you with Hashem, are you towards Hashem, are you Lurash or you Lizonov? And that's really what, what these times are. It's not that we have to chew on everything that's... It gets very overwhelming and very scary. But the bottom line is, we have to go and pivot, go towards the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And if we picture Kodesh Baruch Hu waiting for us, he's not waiting for us with his big stick in his hand. He's waiting for us with his arms outstretched for us. Like, like a parent waits for his child. He's not sitting there waiting. I was speaking to someone recently, he says, what does Hashem want from me already? I say, you know what Hashem wants from you? They say over a marshal of a prince who got lost, and he was kidnapped, and he was in jail. He was in jail for years and years. And after in jail for 15 years, he finally found his, he had a cellmate there, who was a capable fellow, and they agreed, the, the prince found a way to escape, and he needed help. So he confided into his cellmate that they'll escape together. So they're speaking it over how they're going to do it, and they managed to break out on the way, they had to hide a lot. And they were very close with each other. And the prince spilled the beans to this cellmate that he was the prince. And he's trying to get back to the palace. He's going to help him. Everything's great. It took weeks and weeks. They finally come back to the palace. They're disheveled. They're filthy. And they come there. And they, the guy tells the guard, I'm the prince. Now let me in. And the person looks at him and says, I'm the prince. And this person, I helped him escape with me. And the prince looks at him and says, what are you talking about? I'm the prince. He helped. They start arguing. The guard doesn't know what to do. They give word to the king. The king says, bring him in. He comes in front of them. The king didn't see his son for 15 years. They both look terrible. So he dismisses both of them, and he tells his guards to put them in separate parts of the palace and to treat them both royally. So they both go there. They get the royal treatment. Everything's great. The food, the, the accommodations. And after a week and a half, the king calls in one of them, and he comes in, so how is it going? Oh, it's excellent. How the accommodation, everything's great. <laughs> it was so terrible in prison, 
at least finally I'm back over here where, where I belong, and it's so wonderful, everything's great, the food, wonderful. Then he calls in, okay, this is obviously the person. He, he, he knows what he was missing, this is it. But he says, you know, let me just speak to the other guy. He calls another guy. He says, no, how's it going? He says, look, the accommodations are excellent, the food is excellent, but I don't care about all that. I'm just happy to be here with you. Oh. He says, you're my son. So when this guy asked me, he says, what does God want from me? I said, God wants you. That's all he wants. He wants you with everything about you. And if Noah Weinberg would often say, he says, who loves you the most? Your parents. Who knows you the best with all your faults and everything? Your parents. At the end of the day, that's what they want. So you wonder, what does God want from me? God wants me. He just wants me back. And that's what he's looking for, for us to get there. But yet it's very hard to escape the fact that coming to Yom Kippur is almost like getting called to the principal's office. You know you're not getting called for an extra vacation. Stuff happened, and uh, you know, we think about it. We like to think maybe our various are just, and we were driving, and we are using ways, and instead of you the passenger, we said yes. Like, that's all of our, our, our various. But at the end of the day, it could be that we did some more serious things than claiming to be the passenger while driving on ways and putting in our address. So what do we do? So, Tachlis, I want to share with you a very, very interesting outlook on, on tshuva. It's an amazing thing. And the truth is, if we learn this, we'll see. If we learn this halacha, that perhaps tshuva is really getting a bad rap. And tshuva really has a bad reputation. So, if we want to know really hardcore what's, what's halacha of tshuva, look at the Rambam. The Rambam says, <clears throat> in the beginning of Hilchot tshuva, Perik Bey's Halacha Aleph. The Rambam says a very interesting thing. He says, Eze he tshuva gemura. What's a real tshuva? A real deal. What's the real tshuva? So we'll read it all the inside. He says, If you did an Avera, and now you're presented with the same opportunity to do the same Avera over again. Same place, even the same lady, the same issue, everything is the same, and you don't do it. So, after biyodi lasses, you're able to do it, but Pierce, but you don't do it. The 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 you don't you don't do it because of the chuba. You want the chuba, not miyira, and not because you're scared you're going to get caught. You don't want to do it because it's the wrong thing. She so says this is bal chuba gemura. This is about chuba gemura. That was a little scary. Is that possible? I mean, we didn't have it once. Why wouldn't we do it again and again and again? So. To tell me that I have to do tshuva gemurah to be presented and not do it, that's very difficult. That's a very, very difficult thing to do. It's like almost, almost depressing. So, how am I supposed to do the tshuva? So the truth is, if you look at it, a little more accurate reading, it's very, very different than what we just said the Rambam says. Because when it says over here, the Lecha Mishnah in the bottom brings down as follows. There's a Machlechus in the Gemara, in Yuman, Pevav, and that is, how many times do I have to refrain from doing the Severo? And as a Machlechus, according to one shot, I have to refrain two times. Another shot says, I have to refrain one time. Says the Lecha Mishnah, the Rambam didn't give a number, he means one time. Which means, if you reread the Rambam, what is a Tshuva Gemur, a complete Tshuva, the best Tshuva you can do. If you're presented with the same issue again, and you don't do it, that is a tshuva gemura, your avera is gone. 
If a week later you're presented with it again and you do it, that's a separate avera. Your original tshuva is gone. That's a tremendous thing. That's not so hard to to to, to hold it one time. You know, it's it's a. Uh, yes, it's tremendous. So, but where does it come from then? Why does tshuva have such a bad reputation? I'm very scary. The Chavetz Chaim says people think tshuva is a big bad bear. So where does the reputation come from? From halacha bays. What happens in halacha bays? You know the saying that with the large print giveth, the small print taketh away. So <laughs> the, the, the Rambam in halacha bays says a very interesting thing. Umahi tshuva, and what's the tshuva? He removes himself from the vera. And he takes it out of his heart. The yigmar believing and he... And he he decides in his heart, he will never do it again. And you know how far this never again goes? It says, It's the one who knows all the secrets, <coughs> will bear witness, that's You will never do this of air again. Now that's very different than what we just said. We just said, you can only do it one time. Now we're saying, never again. And you know who's, who's, who's deciding if that's really true? Hashem. So this is it. I mean, you don't get more depressing than this. Like throwing a towel. And, and as somebody told me, he goes, I'd love to go to sleep for Shredesh El and wake up Matzi and Kippur. <laughs> and, and if you read this, I, it makes sense to me. Like, there's no, it's, not, not, it's not happening. What? Right. So it's a complete stira. Yeah. It's a complete stira. Now, if you would say, you know what, the first chuva is you'll skate by. You know what? You do this one, and then you're good. The second one, that's the real thing. The problem is the Rambam, very, very exact. But the first one says, Ezehu tshuva gemura. What's a complete tshuva? And that is, don't do it one time. The next one is, Mahiya tshuva, what's tshuva? So it seems like the second one not is not as big. And yet that seems to be very, very demanding. It depends how you look at it. You know how you say with time, you can never get that one second back, that day of the month, that year, everything? So it's the same thing. You did that Avera once. It's that Avera. But you're not doing it. That's it. Done. The next right. time you do it, it's another Avera. It's not the same Avera. Right. But I, I didn't get, but that Avera that I did is still on my record. It's I want to get rid of it. You didn't do it again for the second time? It's off your record. You that's the, fir- that's the first one. Else. That's the first halacha. Right. The second halacha says, yeah. I have to get out that I will never do it again. Exactly. You can never do that same thing. No, that's what it means. It means he brings down. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so, so I, 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 skipped a few line, I skipped a few lines because he brings down the type of Avera. He talks about you're with a lady, the same lady, so he's saying and the she looks the same. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I mean, he actually brings down not the type. He brings it the same lady. But I guess the same type. He brings the same lady, uh, you know. So, so how, do you, how do you answer this? This uh, seems to be a very big stira. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I know when I first saw it, I was rooting for the, for the olive to win. And today's to be, uh, you know, somehow, uh, whatever, printer's error or something. So, so, Baruch Hashem, the rabbis care about us, and they worked it out. And that's as follows. A person sometimes thinks, like, why should I make a Kabbalah not to do something when I know I'm going to end up messing up? Is there any value to it if you're going to mess up? So, Reveli Lapian once said... Right, but what I gain? Who are you fooling? I'm never going to do this again, and sure enough, till tomorrow. It's the same reason why anyone they, they, they cleans anything. 
What's the point? Okay, so you're right. But it's also the example. The guy comes to the doctor, <laughs> and the doctor says, you're, you're addicted. You got to stop smoking. I'm not addicted. You're addicted. You got to stop smoking. He goes, I can stop smoking any time. He says, I did it many times. So <laughs> Every night he stops smoking. You know, so so it, but you're right. hundred percent. So that's what he said. He said it with the example that they were passing by a harbor. And he says, you see the boat? How is that boat staying in one place? So there's a big anchor. And there's a rope holding the anchor. He says, but the rope is in salt water. And it eats away against, against that rope. Chain, chain, so he says, so what do you do? He goes, he says, yeah. he says, every year I have to change it. He says, so why is he busy changing? He knows it's going to get ruined. He says, yeah, but if every year he changes it, the boat stays there. So the Pasha said, I made the Kabbalah. Okay. But according to Bayes, it doesn't work. Because when I said it, I really, really, all of you, look deep into my heart. Don't look so deep in my heart because... You know, maybe like as Hashem judges you for what you are now. Now you really meant you're not going to do it. Right. So we'll see that you are right. Right. So that's... That, that, right. right. So he says like this. It's a very, very nice thing as follows. That... First of all, a Kabbalah, for as long as it lasts, it lasts. So what? It, it only lasted for two weeks. You made a Kabbalah for two weeks. But according to the second thing, it doesn't work. So he says like this. That, that Hashem created the world with Midas Adin and Midas Arachman. Not to get too deep into the weeds... But Hashem wanted to create the world in his machshava, in his ma'isi, he created it with midas rachman, and therefore there's the oil of machshava and there's the oil of of ma'isa. The first one is talking about tshuva gemura. That's talking about a tshuva l'ma'isa, a ma'isa, which means I, I, uh, whatever my vera is, and. It, I decided I'm not going to do it again. And the opportunity presented itself, and I didn't do it. In the world of Misa, I actually didn't do it. The first one is in the Oilam of Machshava. In my mind, I really, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. I'm never happening again. Not happening. I'm not going there. Nothing's not happening. So, which one is more valuable? When you actually do it, or when you think you're going to do it? Which one would you say? They're very different. But to go and to actually refrain from doing something is a very, very powerful thing. When you're actually in it? When you're in the end, yeah. Or you do whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes, you're not going to do it. Therefore, when it comes to Malkshava, you have to go to the nth degree. Because it's easier. And therefore, if you want to get the credit for Malkshava, you have to, I'm never going to do it again. Because Baruch looks in my heart, they'll see it. It's not happening. But if you can do a Tshuva Lamaisa, and that what he calls a tshuva gemura. A tshuva gemura is that the opportunity presents itself again, and you don't do it. Yeah. And then, where do you see this from? So the stiper brings down as follows. He brings down in the in the in the Christ in Reish Ches Sadi that as follows. Hashem told Ruvain as following as follows. Ata You were the first one to do tshuva. Therefore, Chayach, I swear, Shabbenei Bonim, Peseach, B'Tshuva, that your children will start doing Tshuva first. Who is his child? Heshea. And that's what we're going to lay in this Shabbos, Parsha Shuva, Shuva Yisrael. That's, that's who said it. So the stifler asked, what, what's going on over here? Reuben was the first one to do Tshuva? I mean, Adam was around. He did Tshuva. Heshea was from Shev Reuben, yeah. Adam did Tshuva? What? What does he do Tshuva? The possible means on the Yeah, yeah. And then you have Kain, the possible means on Kain the Tshuva. 
and, and, and you smell the tshuva and, and tear out the tshuva. I bet you did the tshuva before Ruvain. What's it, Ruvain? You started a tshuva? So he says like this. He says, Kai, uh, uh, um, other than the tshuva, what was the tshuva? That he's not going to eat any more from the other trees in, in the Ganadin. He's not there anymore. He understood the very, how bad it was, and he pro- I'm never going to do it again. Yeah, but you're also not getting the opportunity to do it again. Cain killed his brother, only two around. By the time Cain's brother showed up, Shays, 130 years later, you couldn't do it anymore. There's a whole, whole world out there. He said, Reuven, however, what was Reuven's Avera? That he's began, began his father's covet. He stood up for Leah, and he began his father's covet. When Yosef was sold, it was the same type of thing. And he stood up. And he said, and, 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 and it said, for, again, for his father's covet, even though it's going to affect him because he could have been the Bahar. So Reuven was the first one, the Pasuk says, the manager says that he was the one who started to do tshuva, the first one to do tshuva, Gemura. Adam did tshuva. Wow, and Kain did tshuva. Very, very but this is a tshuva, the stipler. This is a tshuva Gemura. When be wise is a tshuva Gemura because he's the first one to be presented with the opportunity, the same type of Avera, and he withheld. And that's, why, that, that's, what, uh, that, that's what he did. And this thing, this, this thing you see in a lot of places, the Gemara tells us, a very nice, interesting Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah. I'm sorry? It wasn't Shuvah. He wanted the brachas. No, it wasn't Shuvah. He wanted the brachas. Yeah, that must have hurt. But that wasn't Shuvah. He didn't do Shuvah. She smelled the Shuvah. So interesting Gemara. The Gemara brings out a whole bunch of sayings on Tezayin and Bez Rosh Hashanah from Rav Yitzchak. And one of his sayings is as follows. He's like six of them. He says, Omer Yitzchak. He says, there are four things. There are four things that rip up a gzardin of a person. Eloheit, tzedakah. Giving tzedakah. Tzedakah, crying. Shinei Hashem, changing your name. Veshinei Maisen, changing your actions. And the morale says, the morale says, why our Marxer only chooses three of them? It doesn't say Shinei Hashem, but that's not for now. So the Gemara then proves each one. So the Gemara says, where do you get that Shine Maisa is changing? Shine Maisa, how do you know that? Referring to Ninveh, which we're also going to lay in very shortly. Ah. So Ninveh changed their actions. And therefore, and that is how you know, Salah's form asks, really? That's where I need to go to find out that Shuva works? All the way to Yaina, we just slain this. It's a pasuk in Chumash, right? We have a pasuk in Chumash that tells us, that tells us in Parshas Zinu, that the Shlaf tells Hashem like return to Hashem. What? No, say no. There's, there's a pasuk in, in the Chumash that tells us to do tshuva. I'm saying the Gemara. How come the Gemara the, doesn't? Say uh, the Gemara reads from. You'll see. No, the, the Gemara. You're right. Well, the pasuk doesn't say clearly removing the tshuva. Oh, they're saying clearly. Oh, okay. Yeah, it says. Yeah, 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 yeah. The pasuk says clearly. Yeah, no, 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 I'm saying. But either way, no. We know they're ruining the tshuva, but the, 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 that's mafarshim tell us this is straight in the pasuk. Did but we also have straight in the pasuk. V'sham Hashem alakecha shuvas v'echa, and Hashem will go and gather you back. And if you do tshuva, v'viach Hashem alakecha l'art asheros v'echa. It's a pasuk. We don't go to the to the navi when we have a pasuk. Didn't actually do it yet. Hashem tells us do tshuva. Right. Yeah, they actually did it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but if you want to prove to me that tshuva works, oh. it's straight up pasuk. Tshuva works. Tshuva works. Four Not things, right, 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 four things will, will get you exired and ripped up. Okay. One of them is doing tshuva. It's a pasuk. So, follow this, the says, he says, look at the words over here. It's a shinei maisa. 
You're right, you can do a lower level tshuva. These four things that can help you do a tshuva gemura. Shinai maisa. In Nineveh, they changed their maisa. But not only did they change their maisa. The Psukim tells us later on, they reverted to their old ways. They went back and they began, did the bad things over again. And yet, it's still called tshuva. It's still called a tshuva gemura. Why? It was a different time. Be- it was the same Averas they were doing. But not, but it's a new one. Now they're Rishon. That's what I'm saying. Right, but he says, he says the type of, because so these, these, it's a true, it's, it's, it's Aleph, yes. Yeah. Why? Because they had the opportunity to do it and they didn't do it. Yeah. A year later they did it, yeah. But I already, those are gone. Those are gone. That's so you see the Sheen and Maisa. That's proven Aleph. Correct. I mean, it's, it's not a Machlegas anymore. Right. 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 One's a Machshava. It's much easier to think, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I'm going to, for now and it's it. I'm, I'm never missing out on me again. Very nice. Until until tomorrow morning. <laughs> and then also, right? Have a different, uh, well, without going to Graham, don't have a din of tshuva because yeah. because they, there's a king and you have to. So we have a din of tshuva because because we are we are we are bottom lamakim and therefore we have a din of tshuva. Why they got to tshuva, etc. I mean the morale as well. If there was tshuva, it's pushed off, etc. That's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So I just want to get to, 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 to this very interesting thing over here. So. It sounds more doable now. I got a one thing to do, and, and, and you know, so I just want to tell you just two things about this. An amazing, an amazing part. It makes sense if you don't believe this, but you have to know who said it, and it's printed. Rav Heschel Zidachover. Well, the first Zidachover Rebbe, I mean, the, the second. The second Zidachover said as follows He said, He heard, Ish mi pi ish. Person from person, back to Maish Rabbeinu. <laughs> and this is what he heard. Please don't yell at me as I say this. <laughs> so he says as follows: that we know, but we're going to lay. Uh, we, we're very busy with that keda, right? We're, we're really milking, milking that keda, right? So the keda, the keda. What happened by the keda? Hashem says shechted. He's about to shecht. Uh, stop. And Avram says, "Let me at least make a little mark. Al tasleimuma, nothing." And the way we learn the story is, then he saw the, the ram, and happily uh, ever after, except for the ram. Says Rashi Zedachover. He says no, no. He says what happened was Hashem says don't do it. He says what do you mean? We reached such a high level. Let me at least do something with with the Slavas, the level that we reached. Hashem said you can't because Yaakov still has to be born. If you kill him, no Yaakov. Said of Ramavinu, it doesn't matter. The level that Yitzchak reached is more important than Yaakov. So he says yeah, but I need to shvat him. And he said, the level the Yitzchak reached is more important than the Shvat. He starts to show of Ramavinu the Tanayim, the Gemara, the whole The level of. He shows him the Amarayim, the level of. He goes on, on he writes, he goes, till he showed him Rashi. He showed him Rashi, he's oh, okay, that's worth it. And he didn't do, he didn't do anything, and he shafted the thing. So, that's what he says. He heard Ishmi Piyish from Moshe Rabbeinu. Question is what, 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 what does it mean? So he says like this. The Gemara tells us also in Tezayin, very interesting Gemara, famous Gemara. The Gemara says, "Amar of Yitzchak, Lama Taikin Roshana. Why do you blow Shefer Roshana? Lama Taikin. Hashem said so. Yeah, but why do you make truas? Because Hashem said so. No, that's all we mean to ask. Lama Taikin Umarin Kishen Yishvin. The Taikin Umarin Kishen Yindin. Why do we blow standing? Why do we blow sitting? We also do once." To mix up the satan. How are you mixing up the satan? So Rashi says, 
that you only have to blow once. We're blowing twice. We show how much we love the mitzvahs, and, and he can't talk anymore. Rashi. Taisus. Taisus brings the Aruch and says, we know it says, you're talking to Shaifer, Godel, and when Mashiach comes, we know the Sultan's curtains for him. He's gone. So then he hears and blows Shoma Kol Shifara. He hears the Shaifer. Zim Nechada. He hears it one time. He gets nervous. Bol Vilei Bol. Okay, this is the mitzvah. What's going on? Then he hears it a second time and he says, Vade Zehu Shifara. Do you talk to Shaifer Godel? This is it. And until he freaks out and, and, and he, he can't do anything. So what, what, what's going on over here? So the Swarm explained uh, in, in, in Rashi, why is Satan all, all concerned? Just because he loved the mitzvahs. So as we said before from, from Pevav and Yuma, that all of a sudden, all the avers that they did are going to turn to mitzvahs because they love it now. They're doing it out of love. And therefore, says the Satan, any aver I bring, it's going to turn into a mitzvah. So the Satan's quiet. That's Rashi. Tyson says he's scared he's going to die. Said of Hashem Zidashover, that, that what happens according to Tyson has nothing to do with B'nai Yisrael. The Satan's messed up. The Satan, fine. But according to Alipshat, according to Alipshat, it's not the Satan, it's Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael is showing that we love Hashem. And therefore we're going to be Zaki, we're going to be innocent. When Avram Vinu heard that he's guaranteed that his children will get an innocent Psak, then I'm ready to, uh, to to let go of this and to go through and to travel and to travel through history, which means he was talking about us. We're, we're those children. We're those children, and and that's what we're guaranteed. Of course, we have to do what we need to do, but we're 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 uh, we're those children, and that's what he that's what he meant. So this helps us a little, but just one more point. There's still more chance I can continue, <laughs> and that is as follows. Sometimes we want to really, like, I'm going to keep on doing tshuva. I did tshuva last year, I did tshuva this year, there's so many avarus, etc. A person has to remember how great he could become and, and, and the, the, the abilities that he has to accomplish, which is an amazing thing. It says in Apostle, That's the last mitzvah in the Torah, mitzvah 613, to write the Torah. How do we know we're supposed to write the Sefer Torah? Kisu Esashira Zeis. Lachem, write this. How many Pesukim is that? If you look, it's 43 Pesukim. This Shira is 43 Pesukim. Where do you go, get off to say that from here you see you're supposed to write a Sefer Torah? No. From here I see I have to write 43 Pesukim. Not a Sefer Torah. So the Rambam asks this question. And he writes, we don't write what's called Parshies Parshies. We don't write part of the Torah. And since we have to write 43 psukim, it must be, we have to write the whole Sefer Torah. And that's what we do. So it comes along the, the Torah to me and says, what's going on? You ever heard of mezuzahs? You don't have a whole Sefer Torah in your mezuzah? I mean, you're putting your film, you don't have a whole Sefer Torah in your arm? So what, what's, what do you tell me? Don't tell, what do you tell me you don't write parashites, parashites? And he doesn't have an answer. Rav Palm came along and he said a beautiful thing. He said, a, safe, uh, a mezuzah and tefillin have something in common. Both of them are covered. If you're going to write something, it's supposed to be there, it's covered, so then you can write that. But if it's something meant to learn from, if it's something meant to learn from, as the Apostolic says, at the end of the Apostolic, it says, the lom that's B'nai Yisrael, and teach it to B'nai Yisrael, that's part, we don't do parashies, parashies. 
We don't just write psukim when it comes to teach. Why not? She says, once somebody once came to Rav Shach, a yeshiva, and they said, we have a great idea. We're learning Baba Basra, 150 blat. We're going to give every bachra 150 blat, and we're going to end up learning six. Such a waste. We're going to give each bachra one page, and we're going to, he'll have that page, we'll learn that page, he'll master that page, and then we'll get the second one. And he'll put it into a beautiful folder, and then his mind will have six pages that he completed, he mastered it. And Shach says, I don't like that idea. He says, why not? He says, because if you give somebody one page, his goals and his dreams and his aspirations are to master that one page. You give him something with 150 pages, his goals are to master, I don't know, 70, 80 pages, 50 pages. And if he masters, because of that, he masters 15, he can accomplish tremendous. Therefore, said Rapam, that's why we don't, when it comes to teaching, we don't do parashies, parashies. In other words, we're, we're limiting our aspirations. And we should... Still write, still to write the um, Haftarah and Quran. How is it really hard to forget? Well, for what? For Haftarah, it's in it's the Haftarah. Yeah, it's in a whole safer. No. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, No, no, you don't have just. It's the whole safer. Yeah, it's all. You don't have a. Look at the covers; they write down the. So, so that's what you from here, and then as the saying goes, you know, you reach for the stars, you won't get stuck in the mud, right? You keep on going, going, or what's the other one? Don't tell me not to reach for the. For the, for the stars when there are footprints on the moon or something like that, right? <laughs> so, Rav Kahaneman, Rav Yisrael uh, uh, um, Kahaneman, who was a Rashi Ramponovich, when he bought the, the ground in Zichr Meir, it was during World War II. And he's collecting money for it. And his friend said, you're crazy. He said, no, right here I'm, dream- I'm going to build the yeshiva with 500 bakram. He said, you're dreaming. He said, yeah, I'm dreaming, but my eyes are open. I'm going to do it. And he aspired to do it. In fact, he once said over, that when he was younger, he had a problem with his eyes. He went to the eye doctor. And the eye doctor looks and says, you have a very unusual problem. But it's not such a problem. I'll tell you why. He says, you have one eye that's nearsighted. Your other eye is farsighted. And the lens don't change. So this eye will always be farsighted, and this eye will always be left-sighted. But don't worry, because they don't work together. And therefore, when you look, when you try, your brain is strong enough that when you want to see that way, that eye will work. When you want to see close, this eye will work. And if Kahneman said later on, this doctor didn't realize how right he was. I have two eyes. One eye I use for what has to be done now, <laughs> and one I use for farsighted, what's going to be done in the future. And what did he end up doing? He ended up building a, a, a lot of 14 institutions. So much so, that I, and not just started them, and, and, and funded them, yeah. and kept them going. One time, someone came over to me, he was all depressed, I don't understand, you built 14 institutions. I tried to build one and I wasn't successful how'd you do it? he says because I planned on building 70 institutions <laughs> and therefore I failed I only built 14 you tried to build one you failed in other words we have all have tremendous tremendous potential the question is if we realize if we think we're just not doing anything then it doesn't work so I'll just finish off with this one story there's a fellow named Adolfo Kaminsky Adolfo Kaminsky lived in Paris in France and he was a, a um, he worked for a dyer. Someone, okay. clothing and, and stuff like that. He was a young man, he was like 17, 18. And he got so into it that he would ask the owner, could he bring home chemicals? And he would practice with new things. And, and the, the owner was thrilled, you know, this guy's on his own time, studying up on it, making new colors. And it was a dangerous job. And, you know, the, the chemicals and everything, he loved it. Anyways, 
sure enough, the Nazis, Yemachshaman, came into, into France, and they divided the whole thing. And he immediately joined, he was a Jewish guy, he joined the, the underground. And what was he doing? He was forging papers. That was Mamash up his, up his alley. He was forging documents, whatever they needed. One day they came over to him and they said, we just found out that 300 kids were being hidden as, as non-Jews in an orphanage. Somebody tipped them off, and they're coming to get them within the next three days. Okay, well, we need documents, we can get them out. So speaking about it, it turns out they need not just a passport, but that each person needs two supporting documents. Could you do it? She stinks, he stinks, he says, to do it right, if there's one mistake, the kid's dead. It's got to be perfect. I can do 30 documents an hour. If I do 30 documents an hour, that's 30 hours. In 30 hours, I, I, can, I can save the 300 kids. Okay, but there's other things in a person's life. You have to eat, you have to sleep, you have to use a bathroom. He started to do it. He started to work on it immediately. He didn't stop. He didn't stop to eat. They fed him. As he was working, they fed him. He worked to exhaustion. He fell down. They let him sleep for about an hour. Then they woke him up, washed up, and he, and he again started. He would work, and they would feed him as he was working, and again he collapsed. And then, managed before the 72 hours, he had all 900 documents, and all 300 kids were saved. His son wrote a book about him, and he asked his father, how'd you do it? How'd you work like that? He says, very simple, I made a husband that for every hour I sleep, 10 Jewish kids will be killed. And I realized then, how, how could I sleep? My sleeping, 10 Jewish kids will be killed. The question is, do we look at our life the same way? We sometimes wonder, if, and if I blow the next two hours, what's going to happen? Every minute that we have is precious. Every minute that we're here is precious. We have so much we could accomplish. If we realize that all our actions do something, and everything, you know, we all have a task that we are meant to accomplish, and we are the only ones that could accomplish it. There's no one else here who can accomplish your job. Because if there was, you wouldn't be here. And we're valuable. And of course, Baruch was waiting for us to accomplish what we were meant to accomplish. And if we think our tshuva doesn't do anything, but this I'll end. Rav Baruch Ber Lebovich, who was a Talmud Mubik of Rav Chaim Brisker. He was tremendous. I mean, Rashiv, everything else, that Birch Shmuel that he did, but he also had tremendous kibbut aim. And his father got very ill. When his father was old, he got very ill. And he worked day and night to serve his father to help him out. But after a period of time, his father passed. After his father passed, he couldn't get over himself. He felt he didn't do enough. And as much as people tried to console him, he was just getting depressed. One time there was a Kisia gathering of Rabbanim, and he happened to be sitting right next to the Chavetz Chaim. So Chavetz Chaim looks at him and says, You look terrible. He said, What should I do? I did my father die. He says, I understand. Did this happen a few months ago? He says, yeah. But he says, wasn't there a Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in between? He said, yeah. He goes, so what does that have to do with you? You're a new person. What happened? Then he did you. You're a new person. And immediately, a poor looks at him, and his eyes light up. I've been under the mensch. That's not me. I did you. I'm a new person. I'm a new person. And his life went back to normal. Assuming after. I, well, he, he he probably didn't even do an event in the first place, but 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 the point is that we shouldn't think we do a tshuva like okay, I'm really the same bad guy. I'm just not going to get roasted. No, you're you're completely you're you're a new creation. You're a new creation. Baruch is an inspiration. So, so we, once we think of it that way, that we have what to accomplish, we're getting judged by somebody, a father who loves us, who's waiting for us to come back. 
and we are powerful, we have what to accomplish, and when we do it, we're a new person. One time. Have a good Marcus You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.